I'm basing my success on my own personal effort and not on what somebody else is giving me. And so that's, I just think that's a big thing for most people. It's like, what are you, what are you defining success as? And relationships at the gym. And so it's funny because now, like, I tell Riley that all the time. Like, she'll get, like, super bummed out. Like, she's like, I just, I'm not doing good. I'm not, like, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like, what are you defining success as? And now she flips it on me, mm-hmm. and I hate it because I'm like, I don't want to have to fess up and take accountability of my actions. I just want it to work out. This is the Down to Talk Radio podcast with me, Logan Down. And with who? It's Jay Nashworth. Back again. Back again. Around, like, 14. Five. Five, okay. I think it's five. Yeah, I think it's five. One by yourself, two with her, one by yourself again, then this one. Yeah. Yep. What's your hat? Chicago White Sox. Is it blue? I don't remember what hat I have on. It's S with OX. The Chicago White Sox. Pretty sick. I don't, it was just a dope hat. I don't know. That's what I do do a lot. Did you play (laughs) baseball in high school? No. No, because, shoot. That's the the loudest thing I just heard. I'm sorry. Um, no, I didn't. I did golf. I was also in the band, and I was also in like a. It's called Success Academy. It's like an accelerated. How'd it's you, like a college and high school thing. How'd you like that? It was all right. It was okay. Did you get a lot of credits, or? Yeah. So I graduated high school with my associate's degree. Dang. Mm-hmm. I think I had like seventy-four credits. 74 credits? When I got out, yeah. I'm not even at 74 credits. Yeah. And I graduated. And it was, I don't know, it was nice. The thing is, like, because, so, when I was a sophomore, I was a sophomore, and my school switched to a five-block schedule. So it used to five be, like, block. yeah, so it used to be four, you had four classes. I've never day. heard of a five-block before. Yeah, I'm about to tell you about it. You're tell about me about, about it. it. Um, so it used to be, like, a four. So you had, like, two classes in the morning, lunch, two classes in the afternoon. And Wait, then, okay, just continue. And then they switched it so you had, I want to say it was three classes in the morning, and then lunch, and then two classes in the afternoon. Um, and I think they, one of their reasons to do that at the normal high school was so that like you could get on an accelerated track to graduate with your associates. Because um, oh, that's an extra class. So it's yes. like that's two. Oh yeah, because that quarters right. So it's like yeah. four extra classes. Mm-hmm. A year. So if you did it for four years, it's like 16 classes. Yeah. And so. Or like eight. What, yeah. Whatever. I don't know what it is. Anyways, but mine was a little different because it was through SVU. And they also have one down at Dixie in St. George. Really? hmm And so it was okay. I don't know. Looking back. So I did it. I have two sisters that did it. And then my brother started doing it. And then he dropped it because it was dumb. But it was it was. I don't know. I think, like, if you, if I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life, yeah, it would be phenomenal. But I don't you want to be a witch doctor now? But I now, did, <laughs> yeah, but it did, like, I graduated in twenty seventeen, so like six years ago. So it's like, that's a long. I don't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and so, I think if you did, it would be nice because you can get your associates, you graduate high school. You graduate with your associates, and then that fall you're starting in on your junior year of college. Yeah. Then in another you know, two years, yeah. you have another two years you're done with your bachelor's. So, like, basically you're just sped up. Nice. Plus, there's like I would say most people take, like, three to four years to, to get their associates. I wouldn't say it's a two-year thing for most people. Really? 
Not not from what I've seen, at least. I don't know. Maybe. I, I actually I don't know. I've t- I've just talked to a lot of people that they're like three years into their associates. Same. But I don't know. I guess it's just generals. But what ma- what made you not like this accelerated program? Uh, it was just a lot. Like I probably had, I would I, th- let's see, five out of five days of going to school, I probably had three days where I would go to school until about three. I'd get home. I would take like a half hour break and I would sit down at the table to do homework from like three till like six, and yeah. then I would eat dinner and I would go back f- from like seven to. 10 30 or 11 like it was like for homework was, for homework like uh, so i mean i've had no life z- none and and the thing was like i was very social so i still wanted to be able to, like do stuff so i sacrificed a lot of my schooling just to go hang out with my buddies yeah i feel like college it's really just about passing yeah yeah it was it is it is i feel like but, as i've you know re-entered the college space and i've come to the point where i accept like lower grades now for example, like it's like midnight oh five or something, like yeah. oh five. Then I oh I forgot to turn in an assignment five minutes ago. So instead of like overly stressing it, I'm like, oh well. Yeah. Get, like there's literally nothing I could change right now. Yeah, I could send an email, but let's just do that in the morning yeah. if I really just want to do it again. Or, yeah, I agree. Or if I'm like, oh I got eighty five, like cool. Like <laughs> Yeah. I don't I'm not shooting for A's anymore. It's like yeah. B's, high C's. I'm gonna get my first C this semester. Yeah, that's that's rough. And I know for sure. <laughs> I've had many C's. Really? Yeah, but that and that was the other thing that was hard is like, so I'm trying to apply for grad schools and stuff, and a lot of them will say like you need a certain GPA. Yeah. And if it's if they ask for like your because some schools will ask for like your uh, your upper level GPA, so like basically your major, so any credit any classes that went towards your major. Mm-hmm. Um, the GPA for those, and some will ask for like your overall college. And so if it's my overall college, I'm at like a, I think I just barely bumped it. I at like a three point oh five. Like, okay. Like low, but literally up until a, a three. I think three point oh five. That's like a B average, right? Yeah, but up until like this semester, it's been like a two point eight, two point nine. Wow. Which is not terrible, but like most schools are like, we want a three point oh, or we want a three three, or like. BYU wants like a three seven, and it's like, dude, how like, I'm not doing that. But what's hard is that like, my GPA is affected by classes that I took when I was a sophomore in high school. So it's like oh, I've yeah. never taken a biology class, and now I'm taking biology ten ten. Which like, for a twenty or eighteen twenty, you know, like when it's your your generals and you're in college, it's not bad. But like as a sophomore in high school, it's like I don't know how to do college. I don't know, like, what kind of workload is going to be. True. I'm literally just, like, thrown into it. I'd had, like, just the regular science classes up until then. And so I think it was hard because I'm going from nothing to, like, college-level classes. And so... In high school, right? In this high is, school. Okay. As a sophomore in high school. So, like, I had biology, chemistry, physics... Uh, like AP classes? you know, Or, like, you know... It's like... It's like Chem 1010. Like, you go yeah, to SU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, it's like, concurrent enrollment, AP, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. But most of the time you take that as, like, a senior or, like, when you get into college. So, it was hard because I got C's in those classes, so it brings my GPA way down. Yeah. But, I don't know. I will say, because I, and I talked to my dad about this a lot because 
he's like, he'll ask me all the time, he's like, do you think success was worth it? And I'm like, I don't know. It depends. Because on the other hand, I will say that there is a, I think there's a game to be played in college. And like, I think in life in general, I think that there's, there's a, like, life is a game and there's some people that learn to play it really, really well. And there's other people that don't. And there's some people that learn how to play it and they still never go anywhere. And there's some people that don't know how to play it and they go, you know, crazy. Um, but I think in college, from what I've seen, um, for the most part, it's been like, if you, I don't know, I think you go from high school where the teacher, like your teachers know you more personally. Yeah. Um, even if you, like you can make zero effort and they're going to kind of know cuz you're with them for every almost every day. Oh yeah, every, every other every other day. Right. Most of the time is for a whole year. I mean there's and, and you're not an adult so they care more. Yes, and that I was think, the other thing is like if you're missing an assignment they'll come up to you and be like, "Hey, like Jaden, you're you know, you're missing yeah. this assignment, like what's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, dude, like whatever, whatever." In uh, college, and it's that's like, where they I feel like they kind of push you more too in high in high school. Yes. Like we want you to succeed well. Then when you're in college, you're like, okay, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. Like, this is the syllabus and yeah. stuff. But, well, and I th- but I feel like co- like a college professor is never going to come up to you and be like, hey, man, like, I saw okay? you're missing this assignment. Like, yeah. you know, get it in. Or you do it. Yeah, you're doing all right, man. Like, I don't – unless you, like, walk in and you visibly look terrible. I actually had a middle school math teacher on my show last week. Did you? Yeah. He's from – he's kind of – yeah, I would say he's a local. He's from – uh, it's not Canaryville. New but Harmony? No. Keep saying. Leeds. No. No, it's like, um, I think it's called Canaryville. Like, it's yeah. like a 10-minute drive. Yes, Canaryville. But it's not, it's right next to it. New Harmony. I think it's something else. No. Castle, blah, blah, blah. I don't Anyways, it's over there. Okay. And he's like 26. Ha- uh, Hamilton's Fort? Yeah, okay. there you go. I know what it was. And he's like 26, math teacher now. He's pretty cool. And he was telling, he's kind of, he was on my show. We were, before I found out he liked anime, we were talking about, you know, before we went off course for like the whole time. Mm-hmm. We we're just talking about like his teaching. He's like, yeah, I like all my students and I want them to succeed. Yeah. And I feel like there's way more personal, like the teachers care a lot more, especially when they want you to like accomplish something yeah. or just in life accomplish something. Yeah. And I think, but I like I think I had that same experience, and then you get into college, and I don't I don't think it's that they don't care. I think it's that they have way more. Like they have so many other things they're trying to deal with. So it's like yeah. not like if you're in middle school, like as a teacher, you have a class size of like thirty, you know, yeah, somewhere around there. It might rotate, it might not. Like, but you have for the most part the same kids every day. And whatever. Whereas, like, you get to college, and it's like you're going to have 300 students that you're seeing, you know, throughout the week. And yeah. on top of that, you have all of, like, your professor responsibilities. And, like, I know it's so, like I am going to graduate with my psychology degree, and, like, all the professors are still doing research. So it's like, like not only are they trying to deal with students, but they're also dealing with, like, doing a research project. They're also dealing with, like, trying to grade stuff. They're also dealing – so, like, I just think they have a lot more on their plate. True. But they – like the bottom line is they don't they're not going to like put as much effort into making sure students succeed. Yeah, they're not going to baby you. No. But if you go to them, for them I would say for the most part if you go to a professor and you're like, "Hey, like this and this happened, 
can I get some help? And they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, whatever. And so. Office hours. Yeah. Off, yeah, exactly. One-on-one. And I feel like most, like all teachers, like, unless it's like right before a test or right after a test or something, their off hours are like always free. They're, yeah. Yep. I agree. And so, but I, I think that there's. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I feel like I just think that there's a game that that you can learn in college to be able to succeed better. So I think What's what, that game? So I don't for me what I've found is there's the biggest thing is in how how to do the work that you're asked to do. Okay. So for example so like I never really understood the importance of like the syllabus until like I would say later on, like after my first couple of years in college. Yeah. Because um, in high school, it's like if you have an assignment, so say you have a paper to write, it's like if you write it and it's bad, you can go sweet talk the, the teacher and then be like, hey, you know, and most of the time get the grade up. Or, can I do this again? Yeah. Going to get extra and, credit points? And all, Yes. And a lot of my teachers had like had times where you could go to them and they would like fix it, you know, help you with it, whatever. But I just, I just felt like it was a lot more relaxed. I And so what I've seen, because I've had to write a lot of papers. And so this is like, that's the main thing that I always go to. But so in with a lot of my college classes, it's like if you have to write a paper, they have like the outline of what it's supposed to be, like the description, and then they'll have like a, a grading a rubric. rubric. Yeah. And they will grade off the rubric 95, 98% of the time. There's some times where it's like, more uh, opinionated. Okay, like objective opinion, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and I don't, maybe it's just me. I just might be dumb. But um, one of the things that, like, that I feel that's part of this game is learning how to learning how to play by the rules of that whatever professor you have. Okay. So, so for yeah. example, I'd say like if you have a professor who really cares about, like. I don't know, grammar and punctuation. Like, that's, like, their big thing. No matter what classroom, you can have an accounting class, you can have yeah. a psych class, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But they, like, they really... And the hard thing is you don't know a lot of the times, like, if that's what they care about. But, like, so there, you might have a professor that really cares about grammar and punctuation. You're writing this paper, and you're like, I want it to flow well. Like, you're really focused on flow, on, you know, the, uh, the paragraph content, on, you know, the, the structure of what's going on. And your grammar and punctuation is like, you know, okay, but it's not great. So you turn that that paper into the professor, and it's like you're going to get a B. Whereas, like, if you were to turn that into a different professor that didn't care as much on grammar and cared more about flow, you would get a much higher grade. Yeah, okay. And so, I don't know. And I so I think what, one of the benefits, going back to Success Academy that I did, one of the benefits that I saw was I learned that that college professors have different expectations than high school professors and they they'll give it to you straight out in this most of the time in the syllabus they'll say hey like here's the expectation they'll give you an assignment say hey here's the grading rubric and so because what I had a hard time with is I would write a paper and I'd turn it turn it in and I'd get a bad grade and what the and I'd go to the teacher professor whatever um and I say hey man like I got a bad grade on this like I thought it was a great paper what what was wrong with it and they'd start ripping into me and whatever. But it, normally it was about stuff that I was like, I don't even, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And they're like, yeah, dude, it's, it's right here on the syllabus or on the, on the grading rubric. Like yeah. I really, 
like the top thing is proper grammar and punctuation. Like that's the only thing that I worry about. And then they'll, they'll say, or not, but they'll be like something along the lines of like, well, I mean, you, you had really good like flow, for example, you know, it, it flowed really well. Everything was good. Just the grammar and punctuation was not right. And so that's why I docked you all these points. And so after about three or four badly graded papers, um, I start, my mom was like, well, quit. Cause the thing is, is I'd go home. Quit. I, well, yeah, <laughs> I would, I would what? go, <laughs> yeah, be done. Um, <laughs> Stupid. but I would go home and be like, mom, like I'm doing bad on these papers. They're great papers. And like, it just makes me so mad that I can't get good grades because they want to grade. And, and I was almost like bitter because I'm like, they're, they're not grading it how I think it should be graded. Yeah. Whereas I think, and I think in high school, that was the case a lot where you can go argue your case and say, Hey, like, this is what I did. This is how you, and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, we want you to do good. Um, and so eventually my mom was like, look, if they want it graded as, or like written a certain way, she's like, I don't care what you think you write it that way. Because yeah. it, it honestly, they, they don't give two craps about what you, you are going to care about writing. Like they just want to see these things. That's all they care about. And so after that, it was like, oh my gosh, okay. So I would, I would write my paper and then I would read the rubric and I'd say, okay, do I have proper grammar? And I'd read it and I would look for grammar and I would like base it off of past papers that I'd written and gotten feedback on. And then I would go to the, and so I'd finish all that, fix it up. Then I'd go to the next thing. What class was this? What class was this? I don't know. I had mostly English. So it was like an English 1010, 2010. Yeah. Um, There's a, a, like a history 1700 that I, I did that with. There was a, I want to say there was like a personal finance that I had to do that. The, the dude was just like really Black big on papers. Yeah. But it's like like just certain ways of writing. I have this one teacher for my marketing class that's kind of I get what you're talking about a lot things similar, and he's you know he's like open businesses and stuff, and he, we have had different like paper assignments to do, and he's like okay, the minimum for this paper is six pages, um six pages is like the minimum, so you might get like a eighty five or something if you just do the minimum. But if this is the real real world and, you, and you're competing against someone else, then if you wrote six pages and they wrote eight and just as good quality, then the eight person wins. It's like, I want to see your effort like if this was a real world paper mm, yeah. or you're turning this into your boss, that same type of quality. So the six pages might be the minimum, but what's the maximum? What's your best yeah. potential would be like 12 pages or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But that's, so that's, that's the same thing. It's like... It's like what do you wh- what is that? What are they expecting? But I think the way that this is transitions over for me at least is your each boss is going to want something different. So you're going to write a marketing paper, and for you, you might like be really focused on one aspect of marketing or one aspect of the paper or whatever. And what the bo- what your boss wants is something completely different. So you can write the best paper in the world in terms of this like whatever you're focused on, but to them, they're like who like. This is trash. Yeah. So, like, for this professor, and I don't know, but, like, it sounds like it'd be, like, hey, like, yeah, like, you wrote a good paper, but if it's, like, his big thing that his focus on is length. Like, it doesn't matter, because I've had professors, it's like, I don't want it over five pages. Like, you have, so I took a a personality theory class, and he was, like, it was best class I've ever taken, by the way. Highly recommend Dr. LaFrance. Love the guy. LaFrance. 
Um, but his thing, he was like, okay, your paper is 10 to 12 pages. And at the very beginning of the semester, he's like, honestly, like if you, if you have trouble keeping it under 12 pages, like, or no, he's like, if you have trouble reaching 12 pages, like you're doing something wrong. He's like, he's like, just the amount of information that you'll have, like the different, what, like whatever. Basically, he's like, he's like, you're, you can write 50 pages. He's like, I want it in 12. Like, so take what you're going to say, condense it into what needs to be said and put it in the shortest way possible. Yeah. And so for him, it was more about quality of writing. Can you explain the information uh, concisely, you know, instead of, hey, I want the longest paper that you can write. Which, but and, but that's the thing is like I don't think either is better than the other. Like yeah. I, but it all depends on your audience and who you're writing the paper for. Yeah, it's funny because um, we for this one that I was kind of quoting earlier, we made a pers- perceptual map. If, do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. So you know, like the um, so mine I did anime. So my left to right was it was good storytelling versus. Sorry, bad storytelling versus good t- storytelling. My up and down, the top was good animation to low animation. Yeah. So I put different titles of different animes in different oh, areas. Okay. Yeah. Then we described this in the paper. Mm-hmm. We described, oh, like this one's here for this reason. This one's here for this reason. So I wrote my paper, and he was like, you sent, he's like, you did some amazing things about your content that you did. The organization, if you were turning this into like a boss or something, was lacking. Mm-hmm. So I got 41 out of 45 yeah. points. So I got like a 91, 92% on the paper, which I was great with. But Yeah. But that's but the, that, is that, but that is because he's trying to flick it to the, the, the content's important. But he wanted to make sure like why it wasn't important to read yeah. type of a thing. Yeah. So I couldn't like disagree because it all made sense. Yeah, but, which is true. And, th- and that's the thing. Like I think – I like, I have liked, and maybe it's just because I've done it more, but I, th- I like the content or the, the feedback from college professors better than high school. I think that they're more critical. And so it's like, like for, like for your paper, for example, it's like he doesn't really care. Your organization's great, everything's great, but he's like, how, how are oh, you going to relate this? It was, yeah, like, the, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but I just, so that's one of the things that I did like about doing this college and high school was I learned to play that game early on. Like, like, cause, and I have two sisters and a brother and all of them had to do the same thing where like, they'd come home and they'd be like, dude, this, this professor is like pissing me off. Like I did this great work and he's like just ripping me about this one thing. And so, and then my mom was like, dude, well, if he, if he cares that much about the one thing, why are we not catering to the one thing? Oh, true. Like if, if, and so, but I think that it's like that in business. It's like if your boss cares more about numbers than, I don't know, satisfied customers, then w- like who cares about the customers? Let's go for the numbers. But if they care less about numbers and more about satisfied customers, it's like, hey, you're going to put more work into making people happy than like just kind of, you know, rolling them in, pushing them out. True. And so, I don't know. And I And maybe I just am dumb and had to like, be able to learn that so in a way that I could speak it. But I think that there's a lot of people that don't understand that. And I think that that's what makes college nice is like you can learn those skills without having any real impact 
on, on like a career. In your life. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just it's just on a paper and you're going to have four more of those this semester. True. Um, there's a bit of this mantra I've been saying a lot. I've been, I've been relating it to AI the whole time. But if you can do it easy, do it easy. But, but if you do it hard, do it hard. Mm-hmm. I think there's – if it's busy work or whatever it is, it's more – it's also part of your judgment. If you feel like it's something just to do that you know won't – you don't have much impact on it or you won't you – won't, it's nothing, nothing that you, you really care about then yeah, find a way to do it easy. But an example, if it's something that you need to do that that affects you and your personal life or your future career, job, or whatever, it has like an effect in that, then just do it hard. Mm-hmm. Like accepting doing things easy is the, the easy version, but accepting doing something hard and doing it hard is probably the more uh, disciplined version. Yeah. I like that. But I think one of the things, I think it's a Jordan Peterson thing. Oh, where that's he, right. I love this. Switch the subject. I know. But, one of the, and, but it's, it's related to this where he says, like, it's in one of his books, but he basically is like, imagine, imagine who you would be if you did everything right. And then, like, that's what you should compare yourself to. Not in, like, a, like a self-demeaning way. Yeah, but it's yeah. like It's like, what would happen if you did everything right, you know? And then strive to be the best of that, that. person. I, yeah, yeah. It's, and a religious thing is like, what would Jesus do? Yeah. But I think I like this version because it's more I, personal. Well, when you said that, that made me think of like, um, like my phone. I think I think it's still on my phone. My screensaver is like a schedule. Yeah. Like my da- like a daily schedule that I do. So I, I like write everything that I want to do down. One example today, I told you like I overslept during my nap in the middle of the day, so I didn't go to the gym then. So I have to go after school. Yeah. Um, so I write the schedule down and kind of what you say, say this quote again. Oh, uh, imagine, imagine who you could be if you did everything right. So a lot of times basically. when I write my schedule, I write it the night before. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing. So I have it the night before ready. So I kind of set goals, plans, you know, chapter eight, you know, yeah. preach my gospel, you know. Um, or like I, I like set what I want to do. I'll make time for, okay, I'm going to play half hour, 45 minutes, Fortnite over here, but then I'm going to do a couple hours of homework over here. I set up my day that it's enjoyable. It's not just full of homework, 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 or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go to the gym, um, um, have, have this podcast or whatever. Then I'll, like, I'll make my day this way. Then sometimes when it falls, I want to say falls apart, um, let me say, if if it does fall apart at the end of the day, then the next day I'm like, okay, let me try to do what I try to do that day, yeah. or try at least one thing better. So my days, I my day from six to eight, six a.m. to like ten p.m. isn't perfect. This this just make it one step better. Yes, and that's what I think. I I can't remember. There was there's a big thing like last year. There was like the one percent better. Yeah, thing. there was like just. Just do something better today than you did yesterday. Well, I've also heard this thing. It's it's like the one hundred, the one hundred rule. It's if you do something for a hundred hours, maybe it's the hundred hour rule, or eighteen minutes a day, you do it a hundred times. Like, am I thinking this right? If you do something for eighteen minutes a day, and you do it for a hundred days, you'll learn more about that subject. 
or you'll master that skill more than 95% of the world. Oh, yeah, I believe that. But I think it's less like a consistency thing. Yeah, I think it's less that how much time, like, oh, five hours every day for every day. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, like even, yeah, maybe like the you gym. Need 20 or, minutes. Yeah, like, maybe like the gym or something. Yeah, you might need a little more time than that. Yeah. But even like something, like it's reading a book or, yeah, or if it's um, learning. Um, like I'm, I'm, for example, for me, I, I was applying this yesterday. Um, so right now I just have this on. Spotify and like Apple Podcasts, but I'm transitioning to be for this being on YouTube. So it's the same audio, but then I'll have like a live. There's a website where you can listen to like live radio stations and like see live people driving around in those towns mm. listening to the radio. So my plan is to record different, um, just like people driving around towns and use that as kind of like the video than have this and the sound in the background. Yeah. So like, some cameras. Switch well, back and forth. Yeah. Like, example, so I can have someone, so someone who's watching the YouTube has something for their eyes to watch yeah. as they're listening so it's not just like a picture. Yeah. So an example for that, I was just, I was like, oh, I'm going to get last sleep tonight so I'm going to commit instead of just like being on my phone or whatever. Like, me getting less sleep is like, much rarer, so I have to like spend the time that I normally sleeping doing something else. So hey, let me spend some time in doing this. So now I'm just like one step closer to actually like setting it all up. Which I is like cool. that. I like that. I have been thinking a lot about that actually. That's when so I I started doing um, ice baths. Yeah. Yeah. I like cold plunges and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which I feel like everybody. I don't know. I have a hard time doing things that everybody else does. Because, like, I like being original. But then at the same time, like, most of the time there's a reason that everybody else is doing it. Anyways, um, I've been reading and listening to a lot of stuff about, like, the benefits of deliberate cold exposure. Yeah, like in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, Andrew Huberman has a podcast. That's right. That's right. he's huge on this right now. That's his thing. And so he had a podcast. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast and talked about it a lot. He had a – what was her name? He had a lady on that was, like, one of the main researchers. Of stress? Of. Oh. I don't think it was stress. But she had researched, like, like deliberate cold exposure. So tell me more about this ice plunge. So but you were in, first, you, first of all, okay. let, me, let me tell you about this. So I'd, I've never done – I hate the cold, like, with, like oh, with a passion. Sometimes it is annoying. Dude, I hate – like, when it's cold outside, I hate it. And if it there's a little bit of wind, I'll go to – like, I work outside. So I'll have a hoodie – a flannel, a Carhartt jacket on, and a beanie, and it'll be like, <laughs> and then like, like I'll see other people and they're like, dude, are you are you cold? I'm like, no, I'm warm now, but yes, I was freezing. Like I hate the cold, <coughs> and so I was talking to my buddy about this, and I was like, hey man, like, I was like, we have to, we have to try this. Like I've read about all this stuff. Like I just want to try it, whatever. And he's like, all right. And so I was looking around, couldn't I didn't have a barrel or anything. I had a big, like fifty gallon trash can, but I couldn't fit in that thing, and so. He go. He had a like a farm property, and he found a big like water trough thing. Yeah, and uh, perfect size. Like you can Perf- sit in it and like just you lay down. Oh yeah, no, like uh, no. You can sit and like your your legs are kind of tucked up a little bit, but not oh, okay. bad. Okay, got it, got it. Like it's it's anyway, yeah. Anyways, so we get this, and uh, he has a shop. His dad has a shop, so we go to the shop, and he we get water from a spigot, like a water spigot thing that's outside. And it's, it's like nine at night back like two weeks ago when it was just cold. 
Yeah. So we fill, we fill this freaking water trough thing up with water. And I like it had when I wish we had a thermometer. It was, it was probably 40 degrees. Like yeah. The water. Oh, dude. It was like I put my Ice. hand in it and I was like, this is like my hands numb. <laughs> and so I was like, and but the thing, like I had been so juiced about it for like two, two weeks <coughs> that I was like, dude, I, I'm just going for it. And so I legit, like, I just, I had my swimsuit on, took my shirt off, took my shoes off. And I just, I stepped in and I sat down and like, it went up to my neck. And like, I just, cause it was funny. Cause, uh, Andrew Huberman. He's Nine like, at night, right? Yeah. And okay. so, cause I didn't, I mean, whatever. You were supposed Ed. to do them in the morning. Yeah. But, well, you know. Um, he says that your first 20 seconds is the worst is he said your, your prefrontal cortex shuts off. So all of like your logic skills, your decision-making skills, like gone. All you have is your primal instincts of like, get the heck out of here, whatever. And so there's another dude named Wim Hof who's like Wim Hof, the man, dude, the yeah. man in this stuff. And so his thing is like, if you breathe, like you can overcome anything. And so anyways, I, we watched like one of his videos. And so he's like, he's like, dude, you just, he said, before you get in, you take 30 to 40, just big, deep breaths. And, uh, then you get in just, he's like, you're the biggest thing. Just focus on your breathing. So I get in there and I'm like, I'm in there for probably, so I was in there for, I would say 20 seconds freaking out. And then <laughs> I finally, I'm like breathing. And then I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to die. I'm sitting in here. I'm okay. I was in there probably another 15 seconds. And I'm like, I can't feel my feet. Like my feet are numb. <laughs> and so yeah, The temperature difference probably like, you know, makes you a lower time. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, dude, I can't feel my feet. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, dude, my, my hands are numb. Like, and I, cause I, I was like, I want to keep them in the water. Like I want my whole body under. And so I brought my hands up and I was like, dude, this is, and then I, f it felt like, like the skin on my torso, like was, you know, when your arm falls asleep and like yeah. you can touch and like, it Come. and it like stings. Yeah. There's like no reaction. Yeah. It was like that. And, but it felt like it was like, I could feel everything just constricting. I was in there for probably three minutes. Three minutes Dude, for I'd, 40 degrees? Yeah, I was, and I, it might have been 40, I don't know. It was cold. But still. But like, even, for your first time, it was, it was too cold. 60 below, it's anything yeah. under 60, it's way yeah. cold. And so, anyway, so I, and then at the end, I was going to get out, and Riley and my buddy, they were like, dude, you got to go all the way under, you got to put your head under. And I was like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way. Like, you just got to do it. And I was like, okay. I put my head under and, like, just started freaking out again. Like, just, I just feel, felt all that. So I, I held it under uh, probably three seconds, like, not yeah. that long. Came back up, got up. I could, like, it, it took an hour and a half for feeling to come back to my feet. Like, it was, and then my buddy got in, did the same thing, three minutes, and then we were done. Then. Have you only done this one time? No, so I, we did it again uh, uh, probably three days later. Um, but we brought the trough to his house. Yeah. And we were just in yeah. his backyard. Same thing. We got water from the spigot. The water was colder than the first time. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was like, honestly, like, yeah. who's saying – well, at, at first I was like, this is fine. And then he was like, yeah, but who's saying we have to have it this cold? And I was like, you're right. So we got like – we probably put six – I would say six gallons of like hot water. Like we just like filled a, a, yeah. a pot up with hot water and then dumped it in. And it brought it up a little bit. But like it brought it up enough to where it was like it was – I got in and I like I freaked out, had my 20-second freak out. And then after about a minute, I was like, like – nice. I was like, I'm relaxed. Like I'm, and but it wasn't like still cold. It was still like when you get in a hot tub, you're like, oh my gosh, like I could just melt but, right. But here. then the opposite happens. Like you're, you start getting uncomfortable. Yeah, and so I was, yeah, I would sit there, and it was like, it was like I'm relaxed, but I'm like shivering the whole time, like yeah. freezing. You're like this is so great. Yeah, 
um, so I'm sitting in there. This, the whole purpose of the story is I'm sitting in the in the the this trough, and I was in there for probably six minutes. Second time, right? The second time. Yeah. It was pro- I think it was a little bit warmer, and that's why. But it was like a lot more bearable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, dude, like, sing me a song. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. But my thing, like, is I, I, I feel a lot of times that like I'm not doing everything I could be doing. And, in life, or and, yeah, just in okay. general with everything. Not playing Fortnite with Logan. Yeah. No. Dang. Oh um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. Anyway, no, Anyways. but like, and I think a lot of it comes from my mission because a lot of like the culture was Do like your best. If, but it's like, it's like if you're not doing something constantly, and if you're not trying your best, but it's not even trying your best. Like if you're not doing well, then like you're doing something wrong. Or the biggest thing was like you're not being obedient, like. If you're not getting baptisms, like, you're doing something wrong. Like, it's because, like, of sin or whatever. Yeah. And and I think I kind of just that yeah, got that ingrained in me so much to where I was like, like, I still have that where it's like, if if uh, if I'm late to class, I'm like, dude, what am I doing wrong with my life? And it's like, <laughs> dude, you just didn't wake up. Like, there's nothing, it has nothing yeah. to do with whatever. Um and but anyway, so like I I do a lot of thinking of like and I just I constantly feel it's probably Riley says it's perfectionism, which she's probably right, but like I do constantly feel like I'm not doing good enough. Yeah. Um and you, so Do you think that's better than the opposite? Feeling like you there's nothing better that you could do? Like you you're you know. I don't know. I think because it is but I think what, what I I do to an extent. I think there's an extent where it's like you there's you can you get to a point where you're never satisfied with anything at all. Whereas like I'm still like if I do something good I'm like heck yeah, I did good. Like yeah. if I go to the gym I'm like dang dude, I, I went to the gym. I look I look good, but it's like but I don't look like I want to look. And like I don't Logan's over there. Yeah, dude, look uh, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I think. Uh-huh. And uh I gave a talk kind of about this like 2 weeks ago. I think you told me about that. Yeah, it, like well, I had a it's kind of what we're talking about. I I shared an analogy from Come Follow Me about the girl who cries uh, at Jesus's feet and like watches his 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 feet with her hair and like anoints him with his with her tears, versus the uh, Pharisee who's like who's like who is this woman? If Christ knew all the sins she had committed, then she, he would not want her to do this. So there's the opposite yeah. of her. Kind of being uh, away from God, but with folk, but looking towards Him, and this Pharisee who you could say is closer to God, looking away. Yeah. It, well, so but, this made me think of like, oh, would you want to think that you're worse than you are, but be looking in the right direction, trying to improve, or already had improved, but now not caring to improve yeah, anymore? Yeah. What I I agree. Well, I think there's there's a book I think we talked about it before, but it's called Mindset. It's by Carol Dweckie. Um, Dweck, I don't I don't remember, but that's what. So she talks about like a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, and basically the difference is like a fixed mindset says like I've already learned everything I can learn, yeah. and a growth mindset is like I've like not even scratched the surface. And so, anyway, so like I, it's hard for me to like a lot of times be satisfied with what I'm doing because I'm like, I could be doing so much better. And so I was sitting in this cold tub and that was, I was like, what could I be doing better? Like trying to like do like some meditation, yeah. whatever. And the thought that's, that's kind hard of, to, dude, yeah. and it is like, it was one. It's like, that's hard. You know, that's like yeah. tough. Yes. You know, like, but I think I liked it because like I was trying to just focus my thoughts on one thing that's, instead of that's like dope. 
freaking out. I was like, dude, like I'm just gonna focus so hard. You know what? Was, well, you know what that makes me think of? What during the sacrament? That's why I, I've yeah. really, I've really tried to like instead of like it's happening. It's like ten, you know, five, ten minutes. And I think I let my mind like Jesus, Jesus, something else. What am I gonna have after this? Am I gonna have some lunch? But oh yeah, Jesus, I'm so thankful. Like you know, instead of doing like a circle, like I tried to like have no other thoughts besides yeah, like Jesus, Heavenly Father, things like things yeah. like that. Like I try like not in that moment think about anything else. Not be like, oh, is that girl gonna text me back? I text her before church. Like there's nothing. Yeah. Like I I really try and do nothing else. Besides that, so when yeah. you said that, well, that's, but that's that. like that's mindfulness, though. Like that's what that is—is is like, like fo- being present and focusing on what you're doing. But like, if you have another thought come in, it's like recognize it and then let it go. Yeah, and temptation. Come and bring your bring your thoughts back. And it, so I think the whole purpose of this, I think what I want to do, and this has been like a week ago, so I'm like, I need to get on it. But okay, I, okay. what I what I want to do is, is I want to make a list of everything. That I do, like, whether it's, so, like, there's going to be, like, big, so, like, the gym, school, work. Woman. Married, yeah, being married, fa- other, other family relationships, family mm-hmm. life and relationships. Top ten um, friends. Or, yeah. Oh. Just everything that I do, and then what the best, what, like, what it, what, in my opinion, would be the best possible version of my relationship with with each of those things. Yeah. So for example, with so like with school, like I know I like I I know for a fact I do not put 100% of my effort that I could into school. Like yeah. I know I don't I don't think I'm a straight A student. I feel like I'm which, like a Which we have covered. <laughs> yes, obviously. But like it like I feel like I'm a B student. I mean, pretty average. Um but I don't put as much effort into my assignments as I could. Like, I don't, like, so I'm in, like, biology and chemistry right now. Like, I'm not, I, just because they, they come pretty easy, I don't put as much effort into them. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, there, there is also a balance of, like, well, if, if you're passing, you know, if, like, I have Bs in both those classes, so it's, like, what do I need to be doing better, you know? But, like, it would just be interesting to see, like, in my mind, what do I envision the best possible relationship I could have with school as, and then write that down. Ooh, and so. then the gym say, okay, like if, if I had the, if I put my absolute best and like best effort into going to the gym, like what does that look like? Yeah. Being yeah. like, what's my split going to look like? Wait. What's my effort going to look like? What's my time going to look like? What am I going to look like? That's right. You know? And then just, so I'm going to do that with like basically everything that I do in my life and then write so I'm going to have what I do, what the max effort would look like, and where I'm at currently. Great. And then kind of put that on a percentage. And then I can say, hey, what would 1% better look like? Yeah. Just and because like write I, it out. Like, yes. Oh, because, like 1% better. The gym would be like, oh, bring some carbs to the gym. Or like, oh, yeah. uh, have music planned out that I'm going to listen to during my sets. Yes. Or, or even, even like, whatever. like at the gym for me, it's like plan out my sets. Because it's like yeah. today I did legs. I just... I know. I watched. You. I watched. Dude, you. it was bad. I, I was, was like, part what? of it is like, I, I was confused. I was like, man, dude, I had, I had like no energy, and that's part of the problem. But it's like, like I got there, I was like, I'm gonna do some squats. So I did like hey. four sets of squats. Hey, that's great. And then I was like, I'm gonna do some leg press, and I did like three sets of leg press. Hey, and then I didn't see the leg press, so I didn't know. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm gonna do some leg extensions, 
So I did like four sets of leg extensions and some calves. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm going to do the Stairmaster. Whereas like, there's, but then there's other days where it's like, I have it. I Honestly, just that's not bad. No, what it's you not, said right no there. but like, I would say the intensity was like, uh, yeah, two low. out of 10. Okay. Very low. My, but like, just, I think having a plan makes it easier. Like if I go true, in and I true. say, okay, hey, I'm doing chest day today. I'm going to start with five sets on bench of like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going heavy. So five sets of five yeah. on bench. Then I'm going to move to an incline, That's dumbbell five press, sets. five sets, like, say, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like if I go in with that, then it's like, I don't have to think about it. I can just, I can just do it. Oh, I actually, um, you know Alex, you were talking yeah, to today. Yeah, I love Alex. Um, when I met Alex right before he got baptized, like a little over a year ago, before I baptized him, <laughs> clarify that, um, I, showed, I, I showed him a video about Tom Platt's, his old bodybuilder guy. Yeah. And he has this, has, he has, he, there's a video of him. Is this leg day? No, oh. no, it's a different one. Well, he's just talking about how thinking about and envisioning your set the night before, things before, so when you get to the gym, you've mentally have already done it. Yes. So you know what's going to feel like in your hands. You know what's going to feel like on your back. You know what's going to feel like as you get out of breath. Mm-hmm. You've already like accept accepted what you're going to do mentally. So when you do it, you just you just gotta it's okay. Just there. You've already you've already done it. Versus like, oh, should I go heavier? Like you're you're really r- 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 wishy washy with it because mm. there's no commitment beforehand. So no. you're like, oh, like oh, I'm tired. Like, like I'm a yeah. back off. Or, I I might try this weight. I yeah. might do, but I just think I think if I I think the biggest thing is if I can and I've I've tried a few times to like come up like plan out all of my days for the gym, and yeah. like it's it's been difficult. But I think in my head I'm like, look, if I can plan Let me know out. If you need help. I, I might. I do mind. But in my head, I'm like, look, if I can plan out my chest day, then if I have 100% energy when I go to the gym, then I, that's what I'll do. But if I have, like, 20% energy or, like, I'm not feeling it. Or you don't take any caffeine, you know, yeah, I don't, or like, whatever. Yeah, like, I'm just tired on those days. Then it's like, instead of being like, well, I think I'm going to do some squats and then yeah. uh, leg presses. Like, no, it's like I know that no matter how I'm feeling, I have to do my five sets of five squats. And I have to do yeah. my... Like, you know, and so, but I think it's like that. I want to do that with like the gym, with school, with like my, like, what would it look like if I put a hundred percent of my energy into being a husband? I like uh, this idea. And I think, which I think you already have this understood, but when making these plans, like make the plans that you can control fully. For example, if it's like, oh, how can, what would a hundred percent of my family, extended family relationships look like? Like, oh, I want them to love me. I want them to do these things. I'd be like, oh, but instead of that, be like, oh, what? But make the plans and goals all that you can control. Yes. Like, yep. I want to show effort and show love to my family. I want to try to be there for more for my cousin that Logan's going to date. Yeah. Or I want, or whatever, you know? Yeah. But like, I, but like the gym is a good example because, like, you control everything in it. So I think it's smart for you, which you've kind of, sounds like you've already accepted to make plans that you can control. Yes. Instead of making plans that kind of lend other people's control. Yeah. Well, and that's but that's why I like this idea because one of my mom's big saying is like how do you find how do you define success? Like that's like I've given a lot of church talks on this and like this is a big anytime anybody in my family has a problem, like this is where the conversation goes is like how do you define what success is? So like for example, you write a paper or you're taking a class, whatever, 
or school in general. Let's just take school in general. It's like, you're going to school. How do you define being successful in school? Because and 90% of people, I would say, are going to say grades. Your grades are going to determine success. So then it's like, well, that's what's hard with grades is that that is you don't have a lot of control about, over that. Basically because like if it's an assignment, you're not the one grading the assignment. It's being graded by someone else that has a completely separate opinion. If it's a test, you have zero control over zero control over the content of the test, over the, how the test is graded, over um, like if it's in the texting center or proctor, like that's adds stress. So it's like if if you're basing it off of grades, it's hard because you have I'd say you have more control than in other areas because like it's your you're putting in the work. But it's like you don't have control over a lot of it. And so if you're defining success by that, it's hard because now you're putting your feelings of happiness and accomplishment into somebody else's hands. And yeah. so um so then so anytime I went to my mom and I was like, Mom, I'd like I have blah, this problem school. Yeah. And she's like, well, what are you defining success as? And I'm like, well, sure, it's great. And she's like, okay, well, how should you define it? It's like, well, with school, I should probably, like, success in school is how much effort did you put into the assignment? If I feel like I wrote the best paper I've ever written and I get a 65%, like, is that a successful paper? Like, honestly, I would say yes, because I put as much as I could into it. Now, if it got a 65% that, like, I'm doing something wrong. Like I, there's, yeah, yeah. but like, but because I think if, if I were to put a hundred percent, I would get better grades and it would like kind of translate over. But it's like, if I, if you just have a professor that is a tough grader, you know, he, he's looking for one certain thing and I just didn't have that at all. You know, I didn't, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, if I, if I feel like I put everything I could into a paper or into a test or into a, an assignment or whatever, and I did bad, then it's like, okay, I like I feel more okay with it because I know that at the end of the day I did everything I could for that paper. Yeah. And so I I like I like that better because now it's like, okay, hey, I'm basing my success on my own personal effort and not on what somebody else is giving me. And so that's I just think that's a big thing for most people. It's like, what are you what are you defining success as? And relationships at the gym. And so it's funny because now, like, I tell Riley that all the time. Like, she'll get, like, super bummed out. Like, she's like, I just, I'm not doing good. I'm not, like, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like, what are you defining success as? And now she flips it on me, mm-hmm. and I hate it because I'm like, I don't want to have to fess up and take accountability of my actions. I just want it to work out. That's so. one of my favorite things. Is I really like your, like, oh, I want to improve, and, like, these things in my life. Then, but, like, say 100%, but, like, how, then how can I improve on them 1%? I want to kind of connect that way. What you just said, I think accountability with goals is almost more important than just the goal. Oh, dude, hundred percent, I agree. Because example, like when I was starting all this podcast stuff, like originally I wanted to make a YouTube channel, so I did all this stuff to, to do that. But then I was I was all wishy washy because it was just me, and I didn't have that just self commitment to do something completely out of my normal. So I I had a find some friends that are wanting to do something similar just so I can just, like, throw ideas out, even if there were bad ones, and, like, be accountable. Because I feel like when it's not there, it's hard. But then if you can have someone else keeping you accountable, then you can keep yourself self-accountable, like a double one. Yeah. Like, it really does well. Like, yeah. for me, um, 
I've come up with this standard. Like, I'm trying to do a podcast episode six days a week. Like, I don't want to do it. Don't do one on Sunday. But, like, there was no one that ever gave me that goal or anything, or I don't tell that to people. Well, I guess I kind of do. But, like, it's just something like I've want, I want to try to do because it's something like, okay, every day I'm going to try and do effort. Or, and I always try to get other people involved so they can, like, kind of see what I'm doing. So I feel like tying people with your goals it kind of helps you actually do them. Yeah, I agree. I will say the one thing that I've found that's hard with that because I, but I'm I'm that way too. Like if I don't have someone keeping me accountable, like it, my performance goes down significantly. Wait, before you say this, I listen to this a motivational speaker and he does really well. And in the morning, he has this like group me like a group chat oh, with yeah. all his friends. And they'll write their daily goals in yeah. a group meet in the morning. Then at night or like the next day, they'll like, hey, how did that go? Yeah. Did you do your main three big things? Did you write a speech? Did you do blah, 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 whatever their big goals are? So he, and he says, he's like, I like the accountability part more than the goal setting part. I've, yeah. Because I just like that. liked making, keeping promises to myself, keeping promises to other people that I made to myself. Yeah. Yeah, not, and we did that on my mission. So when I was a, I was a zone leader, and that was that was, no. <laughs> that was one of the things that we did in in our zone was it was like each morning. So like we, like one of the big things is setting daily goals. That's right. So it's like each morning you set your daily goals and you text all of them into your district group chat, yeah. and then each night the district leaders would call and be like, "Hey, how did you do on your goals?" and then. They would talk about it. But th- so this is the problem that I have with it is I think you have to have the right person people, to be accountable right people, for. Yeah. But the main reason is because like like the motivation be- behind being accountable. So for yeah. example, like I my I will I'm such a big people pleaser that I will do something just I'll be on your podcast just because yeah, you at. Yeah. Pretty, no. But like like I will I will do something just so I don't have to tell somebody that I didn't do it. Yeah. And like, that's nice because it gets done. But at the same time, it's like, I don't feel like I've benefited as much from it because like, or as opposed to doing it because I want to do it. I don't know if that makes sense. But like, like if I, if I want, so if I set goals and I want to complete them and I'm being accountable to you because like, I want to be accountable and I want to set the goals then it's like, okay, I feel much more motivated to accomplish them other than you saying, hey, set these goals and me being like, okay, I'm setting yeah, goals yeah, because yeah. I have to and I don't want to disappoint you, so I'm going to do them. But then it's like I find that most of the time for me, I will like – I'll do halfway or I'll do some of it and then make up an excuse to why it didn't get yeah, done yeah. all the way. Like, So it's like I'm being accountable but not really. Like I'm doing yeah. it for the wrong reasons. So I think that's what's hard is like – to clarify, you're, you have a hard time being accountable to yourself, but an easier time when it comes being being forced to be accountable. Is that? Mm, yeah, not okay. really. Like, I'll, it's it's if I have to be accountable to myself, there's very few things that I can do that with. Yeah, um, and most of them are just habits. So, like the gym, mm-hmm. like I don't have to be accountable to anybody about going to the gym because yeah. at this point, it's just a habit. What I do in the gym. Like, that's completely different. So, like, if yeah, I, yeah. if let's say, like, for you, if, if you were like, okay, every day text me about. Your, what's your split? Yeah, what's be? your split? 
What's like, the one thing you're going to go heavier or more yeah. reps on? So, like, in my head, and this might be wrong, but I would say the main point of being accountable in that instance is so I can want to do those sets the best that I can. Yeah. So it's like I'm doing chest today, Here, and I'll text you say, okay, here's, here's my uh, – I'm doing chest. Here's the workouts I plan on doing. Here's the reps, and here's the weights. And so, like, on one hand, if I'm doing it because I want to do it, I'm going to – I think you can see it because I'm either going to do more reps, more weight, more sets, like m- do more, or I'm going to be like, okay, like I'll just feel like I want to do better. Like I want to do it. Yeah. On the other hand is I'm being accountable because I'm scared of disappointing you. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to do those sets, but like not really, or I'll do the sets and be like, yeah, like I was going for eight, uh, but I only I got five. Sick or, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And so it's like I I, I, see, I understand now. I'm still gonna do it, but it's like the motivation is different. I'm doing it because okay. I don't want to disappoint you, or I'm doing it because it's your expectation, as opposed to I'm doing it because I actually want to do better, and I'm being accountable because that is helping me to actually reach the goals that I want to have. So, like an example would be like, hey, Jaden, I want you to example. If we keep going off this, like I want you to text me. Uh, do you do your normal split, but pick one exercise to go heavier, more reps, more time, or whatever? Yeah. Then you're like, okay. Versus you coming to me and be like, hey, Logan, I want you to help to text me as a reminder because I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get bigger, lift heavier, whatever. Yeah. But I want you to help to text me for something I want to do to help you with my goal. Yeah. Is that a good like you want something that's like self driven? For yourself, accountability on you do better with, versus if it's like someone forcing you to be accountable. Yeah, okay, I would say so. Because I like, but I I like both of those examples, but like, I would say on the outside, it's like I, I'm gonna ma- I, w- I want to make my own goals, and I'm gonna tell you what they are, and then I want you to hold me accountable. But then sometimes it's like I don't want to make a goal today. I just want to do my thing. I don't want to do something extra. I just want to do. I want to get in the gym, do my thing, get out. Here's my goals. But sometimes it is nice to have someone to say, "Hey, man, like, how about instead of, or whatever you said, like, you know, pick one thing to go heavier on, or pick one. You know, I like the sets and everything you have. Just pick one thing to do one more set on, or yeah. do a drop set, or do like whatever. And so, but I would say most people. Are like that. I would say most people want someone to tell them what to do more of. And ter- and I would say that in that kind of accountability, if it's something that they actually want to do. True. <coughs> if it's like just a your boss is coming to you and being like, "Hey, man, like you need to do more work," then it's like, "Well, up yours. I don't care at all." <laughs> but if it's like, "Hey, I want you to give me something to do more on," and so I don't know. I just. I, I like accountability, but at the same time, it has to be for me. Like I, I it has to be something that I actually want to do. Great. So, I don't know, but that's what that's been my. I've been going through that a lot. I think that was super cool. It. Yeah. Because I used to, before I ever, before I ever decided to actually post my radio talk show online, I came in here once. Then just ha- I had nothing prepared, kind of just like this, and just talk to myself because you need to kind of hear yourself a little better. Just talk to myself for an hour. It was crazy. Yeah, I just like talk. I was talking about my life, and it was kind of very similar to what you're saying. I was like, I feel like my life is it rotates about seven things. Like it's like gym, 
or if it's about like starting this podcast that I want to do at the time, or if it's girls or or homework or sleep or eating. Like if I have extra time, I'm just going to do one of these things. And I like all of these things, all these things I'm, I feel like I, I can improve upon in all of them. I enjoy it. So you could say I don't have free time, but I like to watch anime. So I'll watch anime, like everything that I'm doing, even if anime is more enjoyable than doing homework. Like I, like I'm, I'm in a class, I'm in classes and stuff that I kind of enjoy. So I'm going to do it because I kind of like it. Yeah. So everything I do, I like, or I just need to do. And I'll, I just like rotate throughout yeah, the seven. I like that. So then that's what, so Jordan Peterson has a thing on that too, where he talks about like writing papers in class. And so he said that he would have people write, I, I think, I'm pretty sure, he, he was saying that he had people in his class and he would give them a, pa- a subject for a paper. And he's, he's like, you can tell if someone didn't want to write the paper. Like, yeah. it'll be the same length, same context, whatever. But he's like, the writing is just not, you can tell their heart is not in it. And so he said, he said, if you have to do something you don't want to do, like, find something in there that you enjoy and, like, just run with it. So he's like, if you have to write a paper on something that you have zero interest in, Find a way to get interested in it or find a way that that will relate to one, something you're interested in and go with that. And so, I like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I, – I think I've kind of just imagined like – so baseball started last week. The baseball season – opening day was last Thursday. Um, and one of the things that like I was thinking about because I was watching – I'm a big Red Sox fan, so I was watching the – a bunch of Red Sox games and like, like, cause I play, I play so pit, slow pitch softball and like, just, it's funny because I'll watch guys play baseball professionally and they'll hit and they'll field like just immaculately. Like everything looks pretty darn near perfect. And then I'll go play and it's like, I can't, <laughs> I'm like, like, and I know like I don't put any work into it, but it's like, it's just interesting to see how much different it is. And so I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard because these professional athletes, like all they do all day, every day is play this sport. Like baseball, football, soccer, hockey, like whatever. All they're doing all day, every day is their sport. And so kind of what I've imagined is like taking that energy and applying it to these things in my life. So it's like if I was a professional guy at the gym, if I'm Chris yeah. Bumstead, yeah. right? He, like he has the opportunity to spend two, three, four hours at the gym because that's like his livelihood. That's what's making him money. And so he can put all of his energy into it. Whereas for me, this is like a side thing. And so I'm only going for an hour, hour and a half max. Like I have, cause I have other things I got to do. That's right. But it's like, what would my gym experience look like if I were able to put half hour more? Yeah. More. Or like, you know, if I, if, if I had to spend three hours at the gym, what would I do? Like, how would I feel that? And then, so now take that and just take like the main, whatever, like your sets, splits, reps, whatever. And now apply that to condensing it down to like an hour. Yeah. And so it's like, I really like that. So it's like taking this idea of being a professional at something and putting all of your time and energy into it. But short. Yes, because the difference is, like, like if you're a baseball player, all of your energy is going into that. Whereas for me, all my energy is... You're going to 10 different things. Yeah, and so it's like, but what I want to try to do is, like, 
imagine and write down what it would look like if I was a professional husband, if I was a professional schoolgoer, if I was a professional worker. Like if yeah. that's like if that's all I did twenty four seven or you know whatever. Yeah, hey, with all I my like time. That. So or like free like if all you did was podcasts, what would that look like? Like how what? much? Oh, I've thought of this crazy idea. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's it's gonna be more of a part of like a YouTube, uh, tw- uh, twenty four podcast episodes in twenty four hours. That'd be sick. So I have this whole like envision like, okay, I'm doing, I'm gonna have twenty four different people come on my show, and I'm gonna be in here for twenty four hours, and we're gonna do thirty minutes. I'm gonna edit for twenty twenty five and get ready for the next person half hour. Yeah. Then that is being filmed. Then you just see like my deterioration from each. For 24 hours worth of yeah. people. Yeah, I like but, that. But yeah. but I think that's how it is with influencers. <laughs> like you get on TikTok or Instagram, or whatever, and it's like you see all these people, and it's like, like their the people that have good videos. It's like you know that that's all they're doing. Yeah. And so, like Mr. Beast is like crazy busy, but he's like he's doing. He's not. It's not yeah. just like. Ch- yeah, but that's chilling. all. But that's where a hundred percent of his energy is going. And so it's like, like if you have these podcasts and you have like all these different ideas, it's like. You can put energy into all of them, but it's like, let's just take YouTube. What would happen if you put 100% of your time during the day that you're awake into doing YouTube? What would, just, like, what could just it imagine. look like? Yeah. yeah. And then take the things that you like or, like, what outcomes do you want from that? And then applying that into, like, a shorter time frame. Because now, now you know the possibility of what, of what you can do. Now let's scale that back and apply it into like, okay, what's actually plausible and what can I actually accomplish with the time that I have? True. And so, and just kind of like. I do like that. I like, yeah. like, oh, like I would love to spend like two, three, four hours at the gym and do all these different things. But let's say I only, let's say I can't spend that amount of time, but let's say I'm only going to give myself an hour. Okay. What are the four exercises I'm doing four or five sets of. Yeah. Like, oh, like I've kind of done this with my leg day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do three exercises. What three exercises can I give it my all then leave and feel good? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do squats. I'm going to do some RDLs. I'm going to do some calf raises. And yeah. I'm like, besides that, like, yeah, I could, I could be doing more, but I don't want to. And after that, that those high effort ones, then I'm fine and I can leave. Yeah. Or if like, oh, I'm going to do, like, I'm going to work on homework for an hour, like 100, 100% an hour f- for that 60 minutes and put my phone in a different room, do that. Then when the, when the timer goes off for whatever, an hour, then I'm like, okay, how was that hour? Did I was able to focus the whole time? Yep. Or even like, even if an hour or something like big is too long, but like, okay, five minutes. Can I spend five minutes 100% on to what I'm doing? And what does that look like? Yeah. And then like setting goals from that. So yeah. it's like, hey, like, like maybe I can't manage an hour in a certain activity. Okay, then let's, man- let's see if I can do a minute or yeah. let's see if I can do. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what do I want to like, what do I want to look like at the gym? I only have an hour yeah. to do back. What do I want my back to look like? And how am I going to get there? Or like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, for me, starting my podcast and stuff, it was super complicated. I'm like, oh, then I would need to edit this. Then I got to make my own web, make my own site. Then I got to make my own logo. Then I got to learn how to edit. Then I have to. I have so many I've recorded now. I've got to edit 25 so I can catch up to the current time. Like I had so much. Then I had to come – I had I had to simpl- make it very simple. Okay, the first thing right here, I'm just going to find AI websites that I can just tinkle with and 
see what is there. So an example for this analogy, okay, I'm a, there's a super scary thing I want to do if it's homework or whatever. In this case, it was starting my podcast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend five minutes just trying to do something. And that's my, and that, that'll be great for me because I've, haven't wanted to do it for so long, or for you, for these goal settings, 100% thing you were talking about earlier, like, okay, uh, it's super overwhelming to think of everything I want to do. I'm just going to write 10 things that are important to me. Like, okay, that's great. Tomorrow or later today, I'm going to spend five more minutes and, like, write a sentence or two out for each one. And, like, what what would that look like? Then yeah. come back to it and spend a little more time and a little more time. Yeah, I like that. And I think, like... The way that people work is that if you say, I just want to spend five minutes doing this. You'll spend more. You're, you're 20, 30. And you're like, I did, I mean, I did 20, 30? Like, yeah, like it's e- it's easy. It's just like that's literally the hardest part of anything, I think. Starting. Just starting it. The 20, just, the 20 seconds in a cold plunge. Dude, that's legit. That is like the hardest part of the whole thing. And then maybe going under if you want to at the end. <coughs> but I don't know. <coughs> you're dying. Thanks for being on my show. Yeah, man. <coughs> A good time. <clears throat> Thanks for being on my show. Yeah. That's, why you, that's why you don't drink water. As yeah. I have it was, my It was almost going in the wrong pipe, so it was like, Ugh. Yeah. That's the worst when you water's drink. It goes down your lungs, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, it's terrible. Dude, get my, the thing with that is, like, you just start coughing and you don't stop. Like, that's the thing that gets me is, like, the coughing does not stop. It's like you solid 30 seconds. Yeah. And in that 30 seconds, you could be in and out of the cold plunge. In and out. Yeah. yeah. I, I Last thing, I've heard... For for cold plunge, you need eleven total minutes a week. Yeah, eleven to fifteen. Yeah, so it's like, like it's like two to three minutes a day. Yeah, but it's funny because so just last thing on this Joe Rogan podcast with Andrew Huberman, um, he was they were talking about like Andrew Huberman was like, yeah, I try to do it like two to three times a week, and Joe Rogan was like, f that, dude. He's like, I do it every day. He's like, <laughs> really? He's like, dude, I wake up. He's like, I'm still in my underwear. Uh, I go I walk out there. <laughs> I walk out. I get. I, he's like, I don't even. He's like, he's like, I used to like get up, make my coffee, sit around, look at it, and be like, okay, hey, I'm gonna get in. He's like, I look at my watch, and it's been 30 minutes. And he's like, I could be in and out by now. And so he's like, I just started. He's like, I'm not even fully awake, and I'm in my underwear, walk out. I. He's like, I just get in, and then. Yeah. But he's like, he, it's funny because he's like, he's like, people that say they can't do a cold plunge because he, he's like. They were talking about how there's all these people that are like, oh, they don't. It, cold plunge does not help with fat loss. There's no physical benefits. There's no blah blah blah. And Joe Rogan's like, the only people that are saying that are people that are too scared to get into the cold water. Like, yeah. And he's like, if you're, if you're scared to do, it, he's like, you literally just have to just get in, just quit being weak, whatever. Just he's like, just do it. Like that's all there is to it. And now that's like my motto with everything. He's like, dude, just just do it. Yeah, yeah. Love Nike, but anyways, just do it's it. hilarious. So. Okay. Thank you for having me. I think I might split this to two episodes. <laughs> it was an good. hour and a half, so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Great. Okay, it was okay. fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay, Goodbye. Okay, that was the Down to Talk Radio Podcast.